Hey team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cabrera. This is the spot where we provide raw, unfiltered insights from some amazing guests. Stand by, you're about to be offended in all the right ways. All right, team, welcome back to the podcast. It is the end of 2023. This was a solid year. I hope it was for you as well. And the reason it was solid is not because it all went well, but I think because in every moment that you skin your knee, you learn, okay, I learned from that. Definitely glad I didn't break my leg during that time. And heck, if you broke your leg on something that happened this past year, well, I'm sure you'll never do that again. But hopefully for y'all like me, there was a lot of good moments that you can reflect on and a lot of things you can be grateful for. What I wanted to do on this episode was take a few of the learnings that I have from some of the great people we've had on this show and really just kind of dive into the nuggets that I took away from the conversation I had with them. This was no doubt tough because there is a, every single time I get a person on this, uh, on the show and get to have a conversation with them, I learn not a little bit, but a lot. But what I'm hoping to do here is, as you're rounding out your year and getting ready for 2024, that some of these nuggets that I had with some of these guests that I picked out will hopefully serve as a reminder, as a boost, and as a grounding rod as you look at your 2024. So these were just a few episodes that I put together, a few nuggets from a few episodes I put together from some really good people, and I'm just going to talk through them right now. So the number, the first one that comes to my mind was a conversation I had with Mark Richards back on episode 68. And what I learned in this episode from an individual that I've um, known for quite some time since my time back at West Point was how important it is to listen. Now, I've always known the importance of listening, but the way in which he really made folks really kind of drove the point that Listening is not only important, but it is probably the most crucial tool any leader can have, specifically as it applies to just the mental health and well-being of your folks. If you're not able to listen, it's hard to pick up on the cues that are needed to really understand how your team is actually doing. It's really easy for us in this society to just, as you walk into the office, hey, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing today? Great. And then you just kind of walk by. The reality of it is that's probably a very superficial conversation and not really what's going on. And so as a leader, your job is to take the time, pause, really drive good questions, and listen. So thanks, Mark, for that. That was such a great nugget and a reminder about how important it is for us as people to say less than we think and spend more time sitting there with the words from the people across from us. On another episode, Chris Williams, founder of Williams Knives, on episode 69, had an incredible story. This is a guy who goes from investment banking and has done some incredible things in private wealth management and was having a great career, but recognized that his true calling was being a knife maker. And as a uh, second generation knife maker, he recognized that it's in his blood to produce these tools that are not only beautiful, but useful. And one thing that I loved about that conversation, what I pulled from it was how humble Chris stayed through the entire process. You know, he could have decided that, hey, look, I've, this is a, I've been, you know, building knives for generations, my family, and not only creating great knives, but I come from a finance background. I know what I'm talking about. I can be a little more maybe cocky as I'm going out there and pitching these different shops to carry my knives. 
um, because I have a little bit more experience on what it takes to, to drive wealth and to drive prosperity. And what I love about Chris is the entire time he says, no, man, you got to stay humble. Every single time I went into a shop, even though I came from a very lucrative career, I remember that I was coming into their house and it was my job to do the very best I can to show them that it's worth giving me a chance by not only providing great experience to these vendors and to these stores that were holding my products, but being very gracious and grateful that they even would give me this chance. And so Chris says it's important not to forget where you come from. And he didn't come from finance. He came from a humble family who built really incredible knives. And that's what he hung his hat on, which I now, if you look at where his company is now, building not only incredible tools, but everything from you know really state-of-the-art knives that you'd find in a Michelin star restaurant to knives you'd find out there on an elk hunt, skinning um, the game after a, a successful hunt. If you look at what he's built with the brand, you still see this sense of humility and how important it is to stay humble. So the lesson and the nugget learned from here was no matter where you end up in life, stay humble, stay grounded. It is the special sauce that's going to get you from A to Z. And as we climb higher up that mountain, it's important to remember where we came from because at some point you'll have to go back to base camp. You want to make sure people recognize you when you get there. Thanks, Chris, for the advice. Timeless. On another episode, episode 75 with Courtney Hudson, uh, Arkansas Supreme Court Justice. And one of the things that I learned about Courtney, amongst a lot of things, not only just how human the legal system is, actually, but also how we forget that judges do have a heart and making the right decision is not always as easy as what the letter of the law says. One of the things that stuck with me with this conversation with Courtney was that small town doesn't mean small dreams. And here's a person who grew up in a very small rural town and had really no true examples of what it was like to succeed, especially in the legal field. But the time that she did witness what the art of the possible would be, what the opportunity might be for someone like her growing up in a small town, was actually watching a judge in a courtroom when she was younger and seeing that compassion, seeing that thoughtfulness, and seeing that the legal system could be a way to help others. So by observing that, that stuck with her and allowed her to continue to push against the headwinds all the way up into the Arkansas Supreme Court and push against where people said she was or wasn't allowed to do something, where she was capable or not capable of doing something. By being able to recognize that moment when she was a child, what it was like in a small town to see just a glimmer of success allowed her to hang on and allowed her to push through something that most folks would say, you're from a small town, you can't accomplish the things you want to accomplish. Nobody's done that before. By seeing just even a glimmer of hope, it allowed her to hang on to that and be able to seek a position in the highest courts of the state of Arkansas. As we move through the, the, uh, the year with some of these great and just good insights with these guests, I remember a conversation now with Pete Rex, uh, who's the founder of Rex. They have 10 different tech real estate companies that they run here out of Austin, Texas. So back on episode 84, one of the things he talks about is the life of an entrepreneur and specifically a visionary CEO and how oftentimes it is lonely because you live in the darkness. You as sometimes as an individual are pushing out further and further into the darkness 
where nobody else kind of understands where you're at. The visions that you see in the world and how it can be, it's not what you see. It's not what others see, which means that oftentimes you have to get so far out in the dark until the world catches up with you. But if you're not willing to go push out into that darkness and to be out in that space, so to speak, your team will never climb or the world will never even attempt to come out towards you. So it's still your job to feel that loneliness because that's the very thing that's going to allow great companies, great teams, great organizations to pioneer something truly new, truly innovative, and truly different. But as Pete says, if you're not willing to have the guts to go push into that darkness, there's a lot of good things our world would never see and how important it is for whether you're an entrepreneur or an artist or anybody thinking of something new, it's important to recognize that that loneliness there as you push into the dark is a part of the process. And that is the very thing that's going to allow your team to eventually catch up to you and be able to then give you that boost as you continue to push forward into the uncharted waters. Had a conversation this year also with uh, Colonel retired Chris Cassabry. Denali Six is what we used to call him when he was our uh, when he was our former commander out there when I served in Afghanistan with him, and this was back on episode ninety two. Talked a lot of great things, some good war stories, and a lot of just insights about what goes on in the mind of a leader, a senior leader, especially during these tough decisions where life and death is at is at hand. And one of the things that he really captured was two nuggets. One that stuck with me is his father was a chaplain, and so he learned early in his life that you don't have to be a jerk to be a good leader. And just being a good, wholesome person, especially even or even in the military, is something that is acceptable. Like it should be acceptable. You don't have to be a you know a brute or somebody that's so aggressive that's not approachable. You can be a decent person and be a really great leader. And in addition to that, he mentioned how important it was to be loyal down. He says, oftentimes we're loyal to the organization, loyal to our boss, loyal to the organ, you know, the company. But we're often not loyal back down to our teammates and to our employees. And what that means is a couple of things. One, don't forget that what when you say something, you gotta go live it, right? You got when you tell your folks you're gonna do something for them, you have to you know, you have to be able to put your heart and soul into doing that. Not only that, but you also have to walk what you talk. And it, by honoring the things and the actions and the words that you commit to, your team's going to watch you as a leader doing those things. And that in turn is going to create a sense of loyalty, not only t- from them to you, but you to them. That what you say is bond, that is locked in, and that... You are going to go take care of them because when they know that you have their best interest in mind, even if that means that sometimes you have to, you know, be assertive and be stern about where you stand and communicate why that's important because you have their best interest in mind, that's being loyal down, right? That's allowing your teammates to know that you are thinking of them and you are going to make the very best decision you possibly can. That creates an incredible culture. And it creates a galvanization that allows folks to really sit there and say, okay, this is not only an organization worth living in and and working, but it's also a leader that I will follow through the gates of hell to be able to fulfill whatever mission we have in front of us. Because even if I don't have all the facts, I don't fully understand everything. I understand that that person's good. They've been loyal to us and let's go follow. 
The last reflection I'll share is back on episode 110 with Hope McGregor. She's an incredible individual, somebody who started off with a passion in music, but then pursued a career serving her country as a helicopter pilot, Army aviator, then went on to go pursue a career in the legal field as an attorney, and then came back to music, now as a rising country music star in Tennessee. And what I love about her journey is going against the expectation and the odds of what you think, what people think that you should be. I think for a lot of us out there, I mean, these are even, I'm talking about not just folks who graduated from the military academy or went to an Ivy League or grew up in a, you know, a family business. I think all of us can have this pedigree expectation, thought process about what you should be and what society wants you to be. And it's always refreshing to me to see somebody going against the grain and saying, look, this is my life, Right. And pedigree shouldn't determine my purpose. If I was born on this earth, God put me here for a reason, and, and that reason is true and firing my heart up, then I need to go pursue it, despite what others think. And so what I loved about our conversation is not only did she just have a really great, raw, humorous, uh, and true way of talking about her journey through life, but I saw this, I, I felt this conversation being really vibrant around just being unapologetically you find who you are be true to yourself and pursue that with vigor and it's clear when you see her on stage and when you see her talking about what she does with music it's very clear that that is her there's no question about you know should hope be doing this or not and so what i see there is something that we all can lean on and it's actually kind of a nice way to wrap up these nuggets so to speak is that as we're pursuing our life, it's important to really be true to who we are. And if we have that little tingle in our mind and in our heart about what it is that we need to be pursuing, look at it harder. Spend a little more time diving into those things because I think we'll really realize that the special sauce, that special essence is there. And if we can lean into that stuff, some really great things can come from it. And so I hope that you take the time here in 2023, while you got a few days left, to look at the lessons learned, some of the near misses, some of the victories won, and maybe even those close but didn't quite make the summit moments. We can learn from all those things. And I would say that as we run into 2024, just remember the human side of pushing up the mountain. That you both got to give yourself that ability to understand that pushing up the mountain is about a balance of grit and grace, right? And that you got to be able to have the guts to do the work. You got to be able to have the courage to do it. But at the same time, you got to be able to give yourself a little bit of grace as you move up that mountain, recognizing it is a hard journey. And it is one that is going to be riddled with one step up, 12 steps back sometimes. But if you're willing to keep pushing through that pain, if you're willing to keep pushing through that adversity, you're going to find some incredible things on the other side of it. There are a lot of good people doing tough things. And if you need a reminder, tune into any of these episodes we've had these last couple years and you'll be reminded that you're not alone. So here's to 2024. Here's to a great 2023 of the year about to be passed. And I hope that as you continue to push up whatever mountain you're climbing to, that you find the victories along the way to be proud about and I hope we give you boosts as you push forward. All right, y'all. That's all I got. Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the high ground. Thanks for tuning in. We want to hear from you. So do me a solid. Leave us a review. 
We read every comment. If you got value from what you heard today, please subscribe, give us a thumbs up, share it with a friend. Thanks for being on the team. We'll see you on the high ground. JC out.